This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness when in fact it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Well, hello, welcome back to the podcast. It's Christine and we have a really great chat for you today. I just feel it in my bones. You know, when you can just walk into a conversation and you're chatting with someone and you just know you're going somewhere, like you can feel this energy shift between you and you've got something to share and it's from the heart and it's honest and it's vulnerable and it's real. And that's the kind of conversation I'm going to have today with Krista. And, you know, I first, before we get started, I first want to remind you that you're here listening and you're likely connecting with some of these conversations because we talk about things that people don't generally talk about. And the problem is that we're not talking about them. So I want to talk about them. Let's bring those things out of the closet because we need to talk about them so that we feel less alone. And we need to know that other people are experiencing similar things to us because I'll bet you whatever you're struggling with right now, you're not the only one. There are others out there just like you. So uh, to say that, I'm going to have our lovely guest, Krista, who P.S. showed up to record in my kitchen studio looking so lovely. And I was like, I'm recording from home. I'm not going <laughs> to. I love it. Oh, my God. It's so funny. You look so lovely. This Aww. dress is amazing. I totally want to go buy one. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Krista, for being here and joining me for a chat. Uh, would you mind telling everybody uh, who you are and and maybe why you're here? What drew you to this conversation? Absolutely. First of all, I want to say thank you for having me. Your podcast is on my weekly rotation, so I'm very honored to be here. Love that. I am Krista Sweatman. I am the founder of Huron Lake Huron. Uh, we are a company that has products that are all inspired by our beloved Lake Huron. And uh, Lake Huron started initially as a side hustle and turned into my full-time gig. And that's kind of where I am in the world. Um, as you would say, na- navigating life in this post-pandemic world. And, um, you know, I guess what drew me to want to have this conversation, I had you on my podcast. Mm-hmm. We've never met before, No, but I reached out to you on Instagram because I was like, I like her. (laughs) I want her on my podcast. And then when you asked if I would be on yours, I was like, sign me up. Let's do this. So here I am. I love that. I yeah. love that. I feel like oftentimes, you know, energy finds energy. Oh my God. Yes. Right. Yes. And so when we lean into that energy, it's like really cool and great things happen. It's like, I, I know there's been several times I walk into a room and I'm like, hmm, this is a low vibe. I don't know if I'm into this low vibe, yes. but then when you meet someone who's like on your same vibe, you're like, oh, there's my person. Right. Yes. So I feel like you're one of my people. Uh, well, honestly, I feel the same way. And when you had Erica on here from Bear Fox, who I've heart, I don't even really know her. I almost sent both of you guys a message and I was like, when can the three of us go for a drink? Let's do this. <laughs> um, I'm certain that Erica would be totally into that. I know, right? <laughs> so. Erica, this is your call out. We're going to be coming to you for a drink. <laughs> 
So, you know, it's so interesting that you said, and, and of course, uh, Chris and I, as we were getting warmed up here, we were having a little conversation and which some of that will likely spill into our chat today about, you know, living in this post pandemic world. And I was saying something along the lines of, you know, it's funny how here we are in this post pandemic land. And a lot of people are kind of running around trying to make life work for them the same way they were doing before yes. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's not working. And, you know, we find ourselves frustrated with ourselves. We're doing all these things that we used to do and nothing's happening or it's just not jiving right. And we can't figure it out. And we kind of feel like sort of at odds with ourselves, or maybe not aligned with ourselves, or something. And it's definitely a feeling as we were talking, it was definitely a feeling that I have re- experienced more recently. Um, and, and Krista had a few things to share with me, which I am so honored that you're comfortable in this space to share your heart with us. Um, so I'm asking our listeners to keep an open heart for this conversation as well, um, because this is a no judgment zone. This is take and pick up and put down what's not for you. Right. right? Yes. So um, as we were talking just earlier, you were saying like, because your business is great. Like, the, every, oh my gosh. I, why don't I just like not, I can't say your business name right. What? Huron like Huron. It, honestly, it's a tongue twister, <laughs> but I kind of like that. <laughs> I really do. So it is a tongue twister. I know that. I love it that it's comfort wear, first of all. So let's just talk about that. Sure. So let's just, so before we get into sort of like this post-pandemic land conversation, because I think it's really important to have, um, I'm just curious, just so our listeners have an idea. I mean, I know a bit of your story, but what had you, what it sort of inspired the, the Huron Lake Huron? And what were you doing before that? Can you kind of just give us a little synopsis of your story? Absolutely. So Huron Lake Huron was born and launched in 2020 but if we back that up um my dad honestly I think it was probably seven years now um but seven years ago in 2015 he was diagnosed with stage four melanoma and we didn't know it was stage four and that's a whole nother story but my mom was his primary caregiver and she was absolutely depleted so once a week I would take her in my car and I would before we left the driveway I would say mom only good thoughts. We're dreaming. We're wishing. We're only thinking of good things. Let's go for a drive. And we just kept on going up to Lake Huron. Now I live probably about 45 minutes away from Lake Huron from the shores, but I just kept on going up there and I fell in love with the area. Like whole body just it is my place. I love it so much. And the funny thing is, we have a family cottage in Muskoka. So it's not like, you know, I'd never seen a lake before or whatever. It's just, I don't know what it is about the lake. I love it. Anyways, so 2019 rolls around. I'm working in pharmaceuticals. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. And I just kept on going back to Lake Huron. And I said, I think there's a business here, but I don't know what it is. It was just, I knew there was an idea percolating Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to kind of extract the idea. And so I looked, I was looking for a sweatshirt, a Lake Huron sweatshirt, and I wanted that coziness that I felt at the lake. I wanted to bring it at home with me. And I would go into the stores and I saw a lot of great stuff, but nothing that said Lake Huron. It was like Great Lakes or it was Bayfield or Godrich or Kincardine. I was like, no, no, no. I don't care where I am. I just want that lake. That's when the idea started. And I thought, well, if I can't find a sweatshirt, if I can't find a hoodie, I'm going to make one. And then I needed a cute name. 
And that came over a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. And my mom and I just <laughs> thought Huron Lake Huron was so funny because it's so hard to say. Um, and then I started, I started this business. So I launched it in August 2020. And my dad had passed away um, February 2020. So unfortunately, he didn't get to see that. He mm. didn't get to see the business. But it's in his memory, in his honor, because... If my dad wasn't sick, I wouldn't have known about this amazing region. Hmm. And so that's kind of how it all started. That's so cool because I think, too, it's funny how when we open our hearts to things, right, it's like you just, poof, you have this little idea. And then all of a sudden that little idea, there's like these other little things that show up for you. And if you're listening or paying attention, you go, wait, ooh, that kind of fits. It's almost like putting together a puzzle of pieces you don't even have in front of you yet, right? It's Absolutely. like you're, you're picking things up and you're putting them in place and then next thing comes and it's never a complete puzzle, P.S., but I love how that came together for you. And I imagine, like most of us, we talk about how many of us as entrepreneurs have left the corporate world because, well, there's many reasons to leave the corporate world. It's it's not being, hey, also being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. So I'm not judging. Totally. But just I think when you've had a bad experience or you recognize that you're you're not valued in the corporate world and or it's not floating your boat anymore, you're, you're looking for something else. So what was that trigger for you? Was there something in working in the real world, I'm using air quotes, that kind of turned you off of it and into your own business? Well, honestly, it was kind of the latter. So you were saying, you know, not feeling valued or is it something else? It was something else. I have to tell you on paper, I was freaking rocking it. Like I felt guilty that I was leaving. I was winning rep of the year and I felt like I was doing a shitty job. And I was like, how am I winning rep of the year when I'm working on a business on the side? So that kind of was tearing me apart. And not only did I win it in 2021, I I could be getting my years wrong. The first year I was eligible, I won it. That was 2020. So I had launched in 2020 and I won rep of the year in this corporate job. Then I go ahead and win it again. And I was like, my mind was so focused on Huron Lake Huron. And yet on paper, I'm rocking it in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And I felt awful. I felt awful because Mm -hmm. I wasn't giving it my all. And then I wasn't giving Huron Lake Huron my all. Um, I think you and I chatted about this on my podcast. I was on anti um, anxiety pills because I was so anxious at the fact that I wasn't giving a hundred percent to my corporate job because I'm a good employee. Like I really am. If you tell me you want A, B, and C done, I'll do A to Z because I want I want that recognition. I'm just I'm always one with my job, and I was sick of doing that. So I thought if I can do it for somebody else, I can do it for me. And my, my intuition, my insides, like I just felt awful. I felt awful. And I thought something has to give. It's either Huron Lake Huron or this job. And I decided to get rid of the job. Well, you know, I'm sure that there are so many people listening right now that are like, oh my God, that's me. Yes. You know, because I think that we're sort of sold this idea or or we're brainwashed into this idea. I'm not really sure where on the spectrum it is, but that in order to be successful and happy, we have to climb the ladder, make good money, get the accolades, and that equals success and happiness. And 
it's so interesting because the more people I talk to, the more people like you were incredibly successful in their job, but there was miserable. Yes. But there was nothing more there. Exactly. And I mean, and I even love my boss. Like there was nothing I could do to say, this is why I'm leaving. So when I tried to give my two weeks notice, I did it three times because my boss, who again, I adored, he was a great mentor, but he convinced me that I was doing the wrong thing. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Of course I'm doing the wrong thing. And so I gave my two weeks, June or sorry, January of 2022. And I didn't actually leave until April 1st of 2022. It took that long for me to finally say, no, I got to do this. Wow. So like, you know, you really touched on something there that, um, you know, you really, you knew that this is what you wanted to do. You submitted your resignation and he talked you back into it a few times. And I think it's really fascinating because I've had a very similar experience. I've either talked myself back into what I'm doing because I'm like, oh, this is what I should be doing. Or somebody else talks me in or out of something. And um, it's funny how we we do that. We look outside of ourselves Right. It's like it's similar to like this climbing the ladder, getting the accolades. Um, You know, somebody else convinces us to stay in the job. These are all things from outside of us that we're accepting as real and what I should do versus going. But hold on a second. How do I feel? And what's interesting is that although it took you three times, right, to try to resign. Yes. You finally laid back into your heart because you knew something was up. You knew that there was this thing was calling you. And you did what was right for you in the end. Absolutely. But honestly, it was probably the toughest thing I've ever done. And I've had a lot of jobs. So I've given my resignation a lot of times. <laughs> but it is, it's the truth. When it looks so good on paper, it's hard to convince yourself. But more so, I think, even to convince others. I needed somebody to validate the fact that I was doing the right thing and nobody was around to validate that. And then I couldn't validate it. Hmm. It was crazy. It, that's a huge learning lesson just right there. Absolutely. Because really when we, you know, I think we've been taught to create, there's a lot of noise out there, right? There's a lot of noise outside of us. We create a lot of noise in our lives. We try to steer away from like dealing with the big stuff, right? Or really going inside to identify who we are and what we want and, you know, I, I feel like that's the that's the societal sort of expectation. That's I think that and I think that's why we feel so weird in it and we don't know what to do with it because we're not shown that. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not shown. I don't feel good in my career. I am doing amazing, but I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And everyone around me is telling me that they sort of either expect or suspect that I'm going to stay in this career and that I belong here. But I'm not fulfilled, but I'm staying because they think it's a good idea for me. You know, I think a lot of us have been there. I would I would probably bet that most people have been there <laughs> at Absolutely. least at some point, right? And I also found that I had friends when I was telling them that I was thinking of leaving. I don't know that entrepreneurship is revered as much as it should be because it is a badge of honor. And I don't and I I try to say that very humbly, but it's it's pretty awesome to be your own boss. And but so many people think, no, the really great paycheck and the bonuses and the this, and you have a company car or they give you money for a company car and all. There's more to life than that, mm-hmm. right? And that's superficial. And sure, your first year, or your second year, you're like, so cool, right? This is sweet. But honestly, when you're taken away, 
to go to Banff or whatever on a sales meeting, it's still work. Yeah. It's st- it looks great on the outside, but it's still work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like that, um, you know, I think when we were sort of all, especially forced to like work from home and not like the things that we had. So like whether it was the accolades or whether it was the trips or whether it was um, whatever it was, material things or things external from us that were the things that we used to float us before. We now no longer had them to float on because we couldn't go anywhere. Absolutely. And so we were stuck at home with all of our things, still doing the work that we were doing. And it gave us a lot of time to reflect on where we were going. Mm-hmm. And so first I just want to like honor and and tell you how proud I am of you for listening to yourself and your gut because it's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Took me a long time to leave the corporate world too. Um, so so then you've got the Huron Lake Huron, things are rolling. Now this is your full-time gig. Yes. And um, I, P.S., I need a sweatshirt. Duh. Like, I've never got one yet. I need to get one. <laughs> I can hook you up there, Christine. <laughs> okay, good. good. I feel like I'm talking <laughs> to the right girl. So, so again, when we were chatting when you first got here, we were mm-hmm. having this conversation about how you love your business. And there was something that, and for those of you that maybe don't follow on social media, I share a lot on social media. Some might say I overshare, but I don't believe in that. So... <laughs> I love it. I share it all (laughs) and had shared something about the fact that, you know, we aren't our businesses. We are more than our businesses and that there's, for whatever reason, probably similarly to this whole theory we're talking about with the corporate world is that we attach ourselves to what we do because it gives us prestige or it, you know, puts us ahead or it gets us places, right? By, you know, the first question people ask you when you're, when you meet people is, oh, hey, uh, what do you do for a living? And funnily enough, I actually think it's the least interesting thing about us, mm-hmm. right? It's like the thing that I do to bring in income. Sometimes that's heart-led. Sometimes that's not as heart-led, but it's how I bring in money and maybe it's how I help others. So, okay, maybe it's not the least interesting thing, but right? It's, it's the thing that we do that, that we're doing outside of us again for, for other people likely is generally what that is. So we were talking about how, um, you know, that kind of struck a bit of a chord for you. So do you want to tell people sort of like what ran through your mind when you heard me say something along the lines of we aren't our businesses? Absolutely. So I literally remembered having my phone and I was like, oh, shit, I am. And it <laughs> it did. I when you said that, I was like but I am my business. And so me separating from my business, I don't know how to do that. But I think I I just said a couple minutes ago, I was a great employee. Mm. I was a great employee because I would work all the time. So this is a pattern that I've had to live with. So you planted the seed and I was like, well, I don't know what she's talking about. I am my business. Sorry, Christine, I am. But then, you know, March 31st comes along and I realize I've been out of the corporate world for a year. Mm. And I don't know that I'm any happier. Sure, I'm a little happier. Of course I am. I should say that. shouldn't say that. I'm a little happier. But what do I have to show for the past year? Well, I can tell you, I've done 70 markets and I love doing markets, but that's a lot. I haven't seen my friends a lot. Mm. I haven't gone on any trips. I didn't even make it up to my family cottage last year. So what do I have to show for that? So here's this badge of honor that I'm a full-time entrepreneur, which I really am proud of. But my life sucks outside of that. Like, it really does. So anyway, so I 
I decided that I was going to drop my my um, podcast, and that was scary to share with people because I've been working on that since September. And I sat down and realized that it's not my business that needs to rebrand. I need to rebrand. Mm. So I'm on this adventure of a personal rebrand. I don't even know what that means, but personal awakening didn't sound right. And I'm 47 years old. And then I was like, holy shit, if you do the math, this could be a quote unquote midlife crisis. But then crisis doesn't sound right either because I'm actually excited. So it's like a midlife personal rebrand. Love it. So I'm on it. Yeah. And I'm on day two. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You know what? But it was like, you know, I feel like it's it's an awakening to ourselves. Yes. It's like reimagining. You know, I feel like as adults, we like get told this lie. And I've talked about this a couple of times in the podcast where we we get taught this lie that we have to stop playing once we become old enough right? We have to stop playing. It's immature. You have to get real and serious now, you know, put on your adult hat and go out there and get that job and work hard and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is like, I I don't buy it because I think, you know, it's definitely been coined the midlife crisis because in a sense it is a crisis because we've lived our lives and I've been there with you, right? We've lived our lives. Even as I owned the buzz, everything I did was buzz last year. Even when I knew things weren't going the way that I wanted them to, I just kept sticking my head more and more into my business and trying to fix what was not working. And, you know, I wouldn't go out. Friends would ask me to go to the beach with them for a day. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to get this thing done. And so I did it too. That's what we do. But I think that in that sense, it is a crisis because we come to a point where all of a sudden we realize that we're almost like to that halfway mark of a hundred. Exactly. Right. And it's like, what have I done for me? Yeah. How much fun have I had? And quite frankly, if I was to be on my deathbed, what would I regret? Would I have any regrets? What would they be? So we really start to consider what those things are, you know? Absolutely. And back to that point of having fun, I was watching a TV show and they were talking about sweet potato pie. I've never had a sweet potato pie. I don't even really like pie, but I got this idea that I wanted to try making one. And so I thought, well, that's kind of fun. So I, I Googled it and I was like, oh, I think I could probably do that. And then the first thought after I Googled it was, okay, that's two hours. That's going to take time out of my editing for my podcast. No, I better not do that. I don't have time to make a sweet potato pie. And that kicked me in the stomach. Mm. And I remember I was saying to Christine, my mom is one of my very best friends. And I said to my mom, that's not right. Like I should be able to make a pie. But I couldn't figure out in my schedule when I would fit in a two hour pie making episode. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. That's so wrong. And that's in that moment, I decided I have to give up the podcast, even though I was having a lot of fun, but it was consuming me. I was hiding, I think, behind it with the amount of, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into putting a podcast. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And I was hiding behind it versus living life. So that's, that's really what kicked me into, all right, I'm going to sit down. I did this messy, messy um, vision board yesterday. And part of it is let's have more adventures. And I mean, this isn't huge, but sweet potato pie, making a sweet potato pie is on it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And just little things like that. 
and giving myself the time to do it. But when you're one with your job or one with your business is because it's so hard to separate, I wasn't allowing myself to have the time to have fun and yeah. to play. Well, I think too, like, and I, I don't know all of the, I don't know all the things, but my feeling is like, you know, generationally, like I, I know my parents and my parents' parents, like my parents' parents immigrated from other countries and worked really hard to not only they got their land and then they had to, you know, till the land and grow in the land and, and create a life for themselves. And that was hard work. Right. right? And then, my then of course like my dad and his sister whatever like they got this idea that they had to work really hard to get what they wanted so even though times had changed and they didn't have to work so hard to get the land that idea carried on Mm -hmm. and it carries on generally generationally I think through us and we're left with here where you and I are in this place where we're like okay but I've been taught that I have to work hard yes and play is the last thing on my list care for myself is the last thing on my list like I am not a doctor I am not a psychologist but I'm gonna say that the reason that most of us today have anxiety is because we're not taking care of ourselves and having fun Honestly, 100%. And we're not doing what we really want to do. Absolutely. We're falling prey to this, like, I feel like I have to or should do this thing in order to make the, my way in the world because that's what I'm supposed to do. Again, air quotes, right? Well, I do a lot of air quotes around here. <laughs> uh, um, but, like, that's that's actually not true. It's actually killing us. It mm-hmm. literally is killing us. There are more people today with mental health illnesses than there ever have been in the world at one time. Like, that's striking. I wish I had the statistic for you because I would say it. But that's huge. And I think that it's because we have been taught to not consider ourselves first. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not selfish to put yourself first. Oh, my goodness. I was on the way over here on the drive over here. I was listening to a podcast and I'm going to send you the link. It is so good. And are you familiar with Simon Sinek? Yes, I love him. Yes, I do too. So his whole concept of why, right? Mm. And people buy, people don't buy what you make or people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. But what I've never heard him say, and maybe he has said it over and over a million times, but again, I heard it today, was your why is formed in your mid to late teens, Hmm. And it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And I should correct myself. This is the third time I've listened to this podcast. Sorry, I didn't listen to it for the first time today, but I felt like I had to hear it again today. Hmm. And so think about that. So if you think about your why today, it was formed when you were 18 years old. And I think that has a lot to do with mental illness. I think that has a lot to do with anxiety because if we are not living our why, whatever that is, then we're out of alignment. And so what he was saying is that what we need out of the world is almost always what we give to the world. Mm. And so... I, I keep, it's a 12 minute episode and I, I, like I said, I listened to it for a third time today because there's something to that and I need to extract that because I don't know that I know my why. Hmm. I think I have an idea of what it is and it's about adventure, a sense of adventure and a sense of exploring. Like I've been to school, it's actually embarrassing for seven years 
post-grad. Like I have done everything. I have studied everything. This is probably why I love podcasts because I'm a sponge. Like give me all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's something to that. And obviously when you're out of alignment, you're not getting what you need. Hmm. It's a really great episode. That's really, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to have to go, I do love Simon as well. He has lots of great things to say. And I, you know, I feel like in that time, it's interesting because I was having a conversation with my son last night. He's 15 and he loves music, music production. He is, you know, his, his skill has enhanced so much in a very short period of time. He loves it. When he has spare time, he is making music, right? Okay, Which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. And he's getting in his head about like, okay, well, but, but if I have to choose a school and where am I going to go? And you know, what if I don't want to go to university? What if I just want to go to college? And he's like, the best ones to do what I want to do are in the U.S. And how do I do? Like he's all in his head about this thing that he wants to do, but he knows what makes him float, right? He yeah. knows what makes him excited. And I'm like, if we could just, and it's interesting because he's a teenager and he's coming up on those decisions, right? And I'm like, you don't need to stress about school. Like, I don't know why everyone is always about stressing teenagers out about what they have to do for the rest of their life when they're between 15 and 17 years old. Exactly. Like to me, it's so ridiculous. Absolutely. Oh my uh, God. It's so ridiculous. But um, that, you know, I was explaining to him, you don't need to stress about this yet. Just follow your heart. The right thing will come at the right time. The right school will show up. The right things will show up when you just lean into what you love. Mm -hmm. That will light your path for you. But in the world, that's not the way we're taught. So true. Right? It's like I was using this analogy, which is a little, uh, it's not exactly refined. But my analogy is like, you know, if you decide to come and become a doctor, you know, you can Google how to become a doctor. And it's going to tell you what kind of education you need, what kind of practice you need, that you're going to be in school for so many years, you know, and then you're going to be in practice in the work for so many years. And then you will be a doctor. But there's a very clear path laid out for you. And when you are choosing from the heart, there's not a path. Oh my gosh. So true. Right? So true. So it's like when, when, and that makes people feel really unnerved and, and understandably, because I think that we've been taught to follow the path. Mm-hmm. And when we follow our heart, it's actually so much more, you can find the thing that connects you with people and attaches you or connects you to your purpose. Yeah right? It's like you, you get this, when you get this amazing high for helping people in a way that you have a gift to help them, Mm -hmm. then you're rewarded for that. I truly believe that. Absolutely. And I feel like it's too bad that, you know, I know I'm having a discussion about, you know, education and (laughs) what they teach us in school. I don't think school is all bad, but I do think that there are some tweaks that we could do for our kids that would prevent the stress in them that results in the highest anxiety amount of people or the anxious people that are in the world today, but also in what you're talking about in that it's hard to figure out what our why is. We all talk about it. You know, when you were sharing that story, it just occurred to me and I did say that I think my why has to do with exploring and learning and stuff like that. I went to university and did social work my first year. Absolutely hated it. (laughs) Met somebody at a party that summer like the summer going into second year and I I remember saying to them oh my god aren't you so glad we're on summer break and they said no I love I love learning I love school and I was like I want to love school so I literally (laughs) took the course calendar and I went through I I knew I was going to get a BA so I went through every course and I would put a check mark beside something that sounded interesting. And I mean, I was only 19, right? I had no clue what I wanted to do. So I was 
putting down these check marks and then I added them up. I remember this so clearly. I went downstairs to my parents and I said, okay, I'm switching majors. And my mom's like, what are you going to do? You always thought you wanted to be a social worker. And I was like, yeah, for the last three months, maybe I thought that. And I said, I'm going to study Asian religion. And she was like, okay. And I was like, no, 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 look at the chat marks. These are all the courses that I find really interesting. And so that's my degree is Asian religion. So there's something to that where it's like following your heart. My heart said to study Asian religion. And so I can chat about Buddhism, Islam, Hinduism. That didn't get me a job, but you know what? It was the best course I could have studied and I loved it. Mm. So I went from social work, which probably would have given me a job very easily as I graduated to studying Asian religion, having a BA. And then I was like, what the hell am I going to do with my life and kept on going on? (laughs) So that's a different story. But, you know, there's something about leaning into what lights you up. Yeah. And I I knew that at 19. Yeah. That it was learning about different things. Yeah. But I'll bet you, like what's happening today in the world, is that you weren't encouraged to keep following your heart. No. Absolutely. Because you needed a job. Right. You needed a job. Right. Right? And so I, I just find that interesting because when we're young, we actually are less, we have less requirement to get that job. We have parents or places that we can be or go or things are just the world is our oyster. We can do just about anything. We could travel and work in a pub and like do something at the same time to like, you know, walk down that that path of, ooh, this is fun. I want to do this because it feels good right now. We're at that time in our life in that place. I just wish that more of us were encouraged to do that. I mean, of course, and we can't change the past. But here's here's the thing. We're having these conversations because here we're talking about, you know, that you worked in the corporate world. You did amazing in your career. You then had this heart led sort of journey that followed you to the lake and you started creating the, you know, here on Lake Huron. And now you're realizing that there's something more for you, that you're going to continue with this business because you love it, but that you personally want to develop and you want to lean in to more of what is Krista all about and what is what more does Krista want and so you know I'm curious um you know what what kinds of things have already come I know you've only been doing this for a couple of days so I don't want to put you on the Day spot two, Christine. Come but, on now. <laughs> but when you think about playing because you said you're giving yourself like six months to kind of you know figure out some things so what are the first things that come to your heart that you want to do when there's no strings attached so I think in terms of small scale, honestly, I, I know I keep on saying sweet potato pie, but it's literally that easy for me right now. Yep. Um, and then on the grand scale, on the grand scheme of things, I'd love to go to Paris and do a working holiday. Ooh, fine. Like, I think that would be so fantastic. But then my brain, my logical brain is like, okay, but there's Christmas markets and then there's this market and then, oh, maybe I could do it in January, but is the temperature good in January? You know what I mean? So I'm trying not to go down that path. Um, but it's honestly just little things like that. It's doing more of this, Mm -hmm. right? We could have done this on zoom. This is way more fun. So doing more of this, doing things that being open to opportunities, I think is really, it's what my heart needs. It's what my, my whole soul needs. Yeah. And I would agree. And I love that you touched on quite profoundly that you are choosing to just do the little things that make you feel good 
And you know what? I actually think that's the ticket. Because the beauty is that when we lean into the things that are fun, we enjoy, we kind of get lost in, that's part of our path. There's something in that for us. And when we're leaning in and paying attention as we bake that sweet potato pie, something else will come up. Or that's almost like therapy in itself. Like I find making food, like I love to make food. I make almost all of, I'm not a baker, but I I love to make food. But I find when I'm doing it, it's something I enjoy to do. I love to develop new flavors and have fun with food. And I get to create it. And it's almost therapeutic in that. Right. And that you can be open to whatever else is coming your way. You get ideas, you listen to a song, it takes you to a different path. The next thing you know, you're like, ooh, all of a sudden your phone's saying, hey, you should go to this country. And you're like, ooh, that is a good idea. I, I, I like that. That feels good. So it's not a path that's set out for you. No. It's a follow what feels good. Absolutely. And I should say, I was on a call with three of my colleagues, you know, other entrepreneurs um, yesterday, and somebody mentioned The Artist's Way, The Artist's Way, I think that's what the name of the book is, and it's uh, it takes you through a 12-week course on unblocking everything to find what you need to find. So I bought the book yesterday, and uh, I read the introduction, so that's something, so that's definitely on top of my list is going through that to unblock all that stuff um, and and see where it takes me. I love that you just said that unblocking because we were chatting before and I was telling you about some of my journey over the course of the last six months. We were laughing about how we're both talking about six months. It's kind of a good timeline. Um, and that, uh, uh, oh, I just forgot my point. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That happens. Okay, well, anyways, we're going to move on because I have no <laughs> idea what I was going to say. Unblocking. Oh, oh, unblocking. Thank you. See, this is why we're in person. We can read each other. Um, Is the unblocking is that I realized during the last several months and with the help of somebody who was help guiding me to find my journey um, or to put me back on my journey and to realign my heart was that I was carrying around all these things that I thought about myself, beliefs that I had that I had picked up along the way. And I didn't realize how my subconscious was playing on my desire for myself in my life that's big it was huge yeah and as it unfolded it took several months six months in fact to unfold in that you know pairing with this person who was guiding and helping me but as I was going through that process I was unlocking all these things and I was all of a sudden I was like well why do I believe that where did I hear that when did I decide that that was the way that I had to believe? Like, I don't have to believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make up a new definition for that. I'm going to do something different than that. And it also, I found that there were all these ideals attached. Like, you know, our parents, they did the best that they could raising us. They did what they knew to do, right? And now we know better and we can do better. And I don't put blame on them, but it's like there are these things that I have a hold on that were their ideas, their beliefs, the things that they wanted for us. That's not what I want. Mm -hmm. Certainly not anymore. And it's okay that I change my mind. It's okay that I change my desires, my beliefs. The whole system that built me is not what has to carry me forward. So true. Right? Yeah. So like I think we don't realize how much those subconscious things, actually it's kind of funny, I'll tell you a little quick story. Yesterday, I was telling a friend because I've had this recent epiphany and I know exactly what I'm going to do next. Oh, 
so excited. Which is like, it gives me goosebumps. I'm so excited and I'm not ready to share it, but I will just say that I am really excited. And this friend was like, oh, I really want to hear all about it. Like, tell me about it. And I, she, I've learned, she's also a friend that I can trust with things. I can tell her things and she's going to hold on to them and she's a good friend. And so I told her what I was going to do and I was like, now don't go stealing my idea. And then I was like, why would I say that? Like, why did I even say to you, don't go stealing my idea? I don't think you're going to steal my idea. And then I was like, wait a second. When I first developed the concept for the Buzz Tour Company, I was sort of building a partnership with somebody at a, one of the wineries I was going to. And she was very interested in the business. And then I decided that she wanted maybe more of the pie than I was really willing to like, I want to develop something and use them as a partner or work with them as a partner. But instead, I feel like she kind of wanted to get her claws in there. And I was like, I retracted really fast. But before I had retracted, I had shared all my ideas for my business. And then within months, this other wine tour company popped up out of nowhere and did everything that I was planning to do. Now, could it have just been that I had this great idea and they also had this great idea? Totally possible. But it felt like Mm -hmm. I just shared all of this and all of a sudden there's this other local company doing this thing. So my, that, that, well, miniature trauma of sharing my heart and my soul and my idea with somebody who then basically, I feel like possibly took it. That's why I felt at the time, certainly yeah. took it and then gave it to somebody else. And I mean, I still did what I wanted to do and it was still great. Right. Cause we create something of our own anyway, even if someone else is doing the same thing, but it's funny how that was in my subconscious and that's what came to light. And then I had to question myself, why did I say that? Cause that's not what I believe. That's pretty profound though. Right. So when you're aware of this happening, that's huge. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's been a huge, um, almost like relearning yeah, and not just accepting things for what they are, but asking why kind of like Simon Sinek. He talks about why all the time. And it's not just like, what's your why? It's like, why do I believe this? Why did I get talked into believing this? Or who talked me into believing this? And like kind of going down that trail and then saying, okay, you know what? Actually, it doesn't even really matter where it came from. What matters is that I don't believe that anymore. Mm -hmm. And now I, as a human being, am making my own choices and I am going to believe something different. I'm going to plant new seeds, right? I'm going to weed out the stuff that I don't believe anymore and I'm going to plant new stuff. And, you know, it sounds like you're on this journey to, you're weeding your garden Mm -hmm. And you're planting new seeds. Absolutely. And it's such a beautiful and exciting, you know, it's funny because I think most of us are scared of change. Most of us are scared of like, well, I'm going to give this up to but what if I don't do it in this time? Or what what if I miss out on something else? No, no, no. no. The right things will come to you Mm -hmm. in the right time. I totally agree with that 100%. And the other thing I tell myself is action brings clarity. Mm. And so I'm just going to keep on acting. And going back to, you know, making that pie. And as you said, something may come from that, right? So so I'm just going to keep on acting. I love this for you, Krista. Thank you. And I really appreciate you coming here to share your heart with us. And, you know, it's not always easy to be, it's never easy to be vulnerable, right? Because there are people out there that are going to judge and say and whatever, but really nobody else's opinion matters. And, you know, I think that the more that we share 
the more we show others that we can show up for ourselves too. Well, and I have to thank you for being vulnerable on social media too. So this is a lovely environment, but you give your heart on social media and you planted that seed. So thank you so much. Oh, well, see, reciprocity. Is that, do I say that? Why is that such a hard word to say? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? We're helping each other. That's the whole thing right there. So on that note, I just, I really do want to thank you for being here and coming into my kitchen, my kitchen studio. And uh, for those of you listening, you know, maybe this has planted a few seeds for you and I hope you'll take what is in it for you. And that maybe that starting point for you is simply just picking up some different seeds and looking at them and thinking, is that for me or is it not? And when you say something, you know, it, it might be an opportunity to go, well, why did I say that? And that kind of starts that awareness journey. It starts this awareness of who we are. And when we lean into what feels good, we connect with that inner child in us and it can lead the way. So thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the subscribe button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you like this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me, Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show or talk to me about speaking engagements, please visit It's Me, Christine Thank you again, and I'll see you next time. Christy here, host of the Imperfect Creatrix podcast, the space that was created to share stories and to have meaningful conversations as it relates to health and wellness, personal development, and discovering what our soul truly desires. I am on a journey to heal from my past and to rediscover my true and authentic self. And by tuning in each week, my hope is that you begin to start imperfectly creating a life that is authentically yours. Be brave, trust yourself, and when you're ready, Take action.